We can't hear it. We hear it every time. Every, every time, time he plays a fight so long before we can hear yeah. it. Did someone take a screenshot of Nathan's behavior just now? That's can nice. you hear that, motherfucker? Right. Ooh, oh, oh, it's still low. What about one of these? <laughs> what if we said? <laughs> It was like, if you want to see Nathan's alter ego. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that was. It must have caught that him. guy. It must What's be a guy, who caught a, a guy who caught a few whoppers earlier. <laughs> Someone got hit in the head uh, by kicking the head by a horse. I wish I had a fucking whopper. No whoppers again. We Dude, there's no hang whoppers hang in that whole lake. The, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a whopper in the lake. Not a lot. I, whopper to be found man, in Wake County. Hang on, hang on. Nathan. I drugged the whole lake. Well, Nathan did a pretty good exploration of the 10-foot area directly in front of him at two different places, and then he nixed the entire lake. Fishless. There's no gonna, fish in this I'm lake. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that uh, I went out there strong with Gulp, plenty of Gulp, which has Shout out know, to from, Gulp, from future our sponsor. Review, review um, that I read online, that stuff, they, they must be engineering in a lab or something. I mean, they're really trying. That's what this guy said, because it's uh, it really works. And... Um, <laughs> And about halfway through it, I was like, maybe they were planning, planting like some like online reviews to make me convinced that to buy some gulp because it worked. And but then I was thinking back, and the guy in the review said that he had tasted some himself to see if it tasted like a worm, and it did not. And he couldn't get the taste out with water, and he does not <laughs> recommend you do it. And then I was looking at the gulp can, and it says "Do not eat." toxic cancerous and all this stuff and i was like huh i bet he didn't work for gulp <laughs> he's talking about Jeez. eating it in the review. <laughs> right. yeah nathan very suspiciously man i wonder if it actually it might have been gulp that posted all those positive but, reviews because he didn't catch a fish in the first 30 minutes <laughs> but uh, yeah and then i tossed on enoch had brought out some bite juice and uh <laughs> i threw on. some bite juice on <laughs> with the goot with the gulp and i really thought i was gonna be reeling in the whoppers and still nothing not a bite <laughs> i didn't bring out bite juice i brought some lures that were fortified with bite juice. <laughs> That's right. Huh? Also, I like the idea that they just like bite like they're gnawing on it. <laughs> like well, Enoch, you're laughing at him. Did you catch any whoppers? I mean, you say that like it was because of my own failures. It uh, sounds like, it sounds like it's a whopper-free whopper. season so far. So far, it was it's a whopper-free season, hey. I'll be honest. Oh. Hey! But yeah, no whoppers as of yet. I'm going to keep it's going at the ring of the Okay, y'all. Hey, it's Freddy the Freak Phone. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, one out of four nine zero freak. What's up, y'all? Welcome back. God bless America. It's good to see you, boys. <laughs> How's it going? We have oh, our uh, our Arkansas correspondent, Dylan what's Earl. Up, what's up? You y'all? know, I can tell you from experience, uh, having worked at a store that sells VHS, that that is dozens of episodes of Star Trek behind you on the wall. <laughs> oh, you better believe it. These are the uh, sodes, these are the sods I'm currently crushing right now. Yeah, I was curious about the gaps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I keep I keep my gaps so I can keep them in order, you know. I don't want to lose track of where they go. I didn't know if it was like you're waiting to, to find those or if those are ones you you wait, you're not watching them in order, you're just kind of bouncing around there, it looks like. Yeah, I mean it's because it's all star date, you know, and so I'm just trying to figure out which ones are the closest in star date to figure out where they are in sequence. At least I can figure out it's the second number of the star date that determines the season. So at least I can know which season I'm in. Have you gone through it all before? Like this I haven't year? I haven't done all of it. Oh. I don't know if you're just like, now that you've seen them all, you can just kind of go back and pick through favorites. Um, No, I'm kind of still, it's been a continual work through, and then I end up inevitably jumping back to older episodes sometimes and just like, man, I'm going to, what was going on back in season two with all that stuff? Like data was getting laid and shit. It was crazy. 
<laughs> well, later. Hey, uh, the listener, Dylan Earl, our official Arkansas, Arkansas, Arkansas correspondent, has joined us. Um, and, and Dylan, you missed a little bit of it, but what Nathan and I were discussing, and Matt, who has not actually tried it, but what was, was giving us gruff about was we were trying to get some of that top water action recently. Oh, right on. Yes, absolutely. Usually right around 6 o'clock. Yeah. yeah, we didn't get anything. We went bike. about high Damn. noon. They go oh. the ass crack of dawn. <laughs> and Nathan was like, yo, what's the record for a sunburned neck? Like, let's see if we can't go for it. No, we, uh, I got out there not as early as I wanted to, but I still was out there for a while. Nathan went to the wrong dam. That's okay. Um, you know, yeah. Eventually <laughs> tracked us down. Um, I have not then, gone... Uh, I've not gone fishing since I was a kid, and they've gotten really into it over the past couple weeks. So, but they haven't had any luck. So, I better not go out there whenever I get a rod and just start reeling in whoppers right off the bat. I mean, yeah, I would. I would. I would do is I would just slowly walk into that body of water and never return. If you go out there <laughs> and you just start like you know pulling in from the spinnerbait to the dinner plate, and I'm just sitting there with nothing, like <laughs> it's gonna plate, be some baby. real struggle. Yeah, uh, I will say that uh, I, I didn't. I got several nibbles. A couple of bites, but honestly, okay. I had sex. The, the... Yes, please. <laughs> wow, improvements yeah. have happened to the show since I was last on here. There's a oh soundboard. yeah, yeah, we get a new soundboard. Boost. All, <laughs> all right. right. Uh, so, but the the lure I was using was too big for like it was literally tiny fish that were like, God, I wish I could eat that lure, <laughs> but like I, I wasn't getting it. But I'm not giving up. I'm not a quitter. You know, I'm no, going back no. out there. No, no, you don't want to eat that, man. Man, it's uh, I, when I was down, um, and I guess last time I talked to y'all was before I'd been down to Ragtown, down in the Delta for a while. <laughs> you were en route to Ragtown. I was en route to Ragtown, man. Uh, Hayden, uh, uh, my best bud, I was living down there with him. Uh, it's his farm we were on. There's a, a big creek that runs through the farm and a tractor bridge we spent just about every afternoon. You can just drive the van right out on it, pull the lawn chair out, and you're good to go. You know, right. but um, yeah, it's a cool spot, but uh. You know, I mostly just sat back and watched Hayden do it, much like I, I, I do with the band, you know, whenever Lee gets out there. and uh, He's the guy in the band that's really all about the topwater action. He's the one to really tell you all the, all the secrets, you know. Pro yeah, tip. I can't wait till he comes back and we can um, and he can show me some stuff. We can reel on some water. I mean, I, look, I've got – look, you can see that. Look behind me. See oh, that bad yeah. boy on the wall? Yeah, oh, yeah, nice. That's you? That was me. I was 11. No shit. It's funny how we're the last one he caught. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny how we were all way better at shit when we were kids, right? Uh, Well, here's the thing. I should I should learn from Michael Jordan. Right now, I'm playing for the Wizards. Uh, I used to play for the Bulls (laughs) and win rings and pull in whoppers, dude. And then now here I am, like kablook, zip, nothing. No man. Well, y'all just uh, you know, hell, I'll I'll send some good luck y'all's way, but. I wish yeah, I could do. just maybe just sit in a lawn chair with you guys and, and, and hang out with y'all and watch y'all fish. I sure miss y'all, y'all North Carolina boys. Same thing. I mean, I will say, Nathan and I, I think we found at least a cool spot today. Yeah. Okay. A little beach. A little, so, a little beach spot that we can, like, take our shoes off, walk into the water, even I, if you don't catch anything, just kind of hanging out. Doesn't seem like it's ever going to get much traffic over there. Like, there's not, like, a bunch of, like, people running. Like, even on that little pier that we found first, there was, like, people that would just like walk up right next to you kind of like strangely yeah. without a fishing rod or anything like that like clearly a fishing so, just yeah, walk those out people, and just, like, what you do look here? around and be like oh okay and, like walk back <laughs> um uh but yeah dylan also i hope hope um this the timing of this uh schedule didn't make it you miss any of uh any auto sports i know the uh the blue emu maximum pain relief 200 was earlier <laughs> oh. um, and i don't know if um yeah, hope, hopefully we didn't interrupt yeah. My yeah, schedule's a lot big, of whack. The big machine hand sanitizer 500 a couple weeks back. Yeah. Had the bug yeah. up in your truck 225 week before after that. And then, you know, the Blue Emu maximum pain relief 200 
Uh, hopefully, is this I'm... real? <laughs> Are these Fiona real. Apple record titles? <laughs> like what? Yeah, so oh, this man. one we call the blue. <laughs> yeah, it's a painting on the wall. Okay. Um, but uh, I will say, big news, Matt Phone. The, this year at Daytona, they're doing a, a they're doing a roval in Daytona, similar to the Charlotte mm. style, where they're doing the road course and the and the Daytona oh, cool. track. Open cool. to fans though. Whoa. Uh, um, now my question is, Florida's... due to the, the camper style situation, you could go down in a vehicle and essentially maintain your own space. Yeah, sure. if you're down in the infield, I mean, hell, I did it in, uh, at at Texas. Um, uh, buddy guy, North Carolina buddy, ended up getting uh, got me a paddock pass. I had no idea what the hell it was, man. We got I got down there. And I was like, hey, where do I park? And they just kept waving us in, and then I, all of a sudden they're waving us underneath the track, and we're like, oh, Wait, am I racing today? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, shit, man. I don't I have my helmet. I don't have my shoes. Yeah, I didn't change my old man. I'm fucked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got out there, and I mean, shit, we had a cooler and everything. We just sat on the roof and watched. It's the lawless. Race. It's great. Yeah, so so I'm assuming that could be kind of essentially the same thing where people just maintain their that's, little space. You sit on your roof, watch the dang race. That's, and, that's you know, what I'm that's, thinking. We, when we went to the um, Charlotte, so we're one, gone. I don't know if I got within 20 yards yes. of anybody outside of buying beer. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Hey, and Nathan, I, remember that pair of top flight sunglasses you picked up? I bought two pairs. Of, I got I got <laughs> out there. I was not ready for the sun. I thought it was. I don't know what I thought it was going to be like, but I wasn't ready for it. And I got out there, and they had like a they have like a Sitco or something like in in the infield. And we, I like go to get go up there, get the nicest pair of sunglasses I can find from the Sitco underneath the um, that's the the Circle K inside of the race. Circle track. K, yeah, yeah. All right. And, uh, and uh, I <laughs> wear and we, twenty minutes yeah. later, the plastic is like disintegrated on my face and just falls off with like black <laughs> marks. Off. It like it, it stayed too close though, to the race, man. It looked as though we had filmed him. He's just going too fast. Building a pair of sunglasses, <laughs> he, he, he took the pieces away and then built them whole into his hands and then put them back on the shelf. Yeah. Like he just like took them away and they just, more pieces just kept coming. It was like how is this even? Man, you just got you were going too fast. Some glasses weren't ready for it. Yeah, his head was just snapping around watching the cars. <laughs> yeah, dude. Anywho, trucking along here. How's uh, trucking season, boys? How's yeah. life post uh, post Ragtown era? Man, we got back here. Back up to Fayetteville and, and, you know, shit here just started spiking when we came back. Washington County at some point was the worst place in the country. Because um, y'all were still wow. kind of chill about it before yeah. you left. Yeah, you know, and just kind of relying on the fact that we're a pretty rural state, you know. Um, but Washington County was spiking here in Fayetteville, you know, in the urban area. And, and all these university kids are just, that have stuck around, you know, these 20-year-old kids, ain't, you know, none of them are wearing a damn mask or anything like that. So it surged and Aiden and I just kind of looked at each other one day like, why, why did we come back, you know? What was wrong with that house that we could sit literally in the middle of the highway and get drunk on? You know, it had a radio and a pool table and a screened-in porch. Like that's all we needed. You know? <laughs> Sounds amazing. That, now, was that a pool table or a snooker table? Was it like? It's an old, old pool table um, that I guess his dad and uncle had rescued out of a um, little old gas station uh, near Turner, Arkansas, or something like that, or a convenience store. <laughs> it was being held captive. Yeah, but but they it well no it, it the building was falling in I guess and that pool table's in there and somehow they got a hold of it and got it fixed in Little Rock and it's like a hundred and twenty year old pool table. It's Whoa. Really neat. Built in like nineteen oh one or something like that originally. Pretty neat. So I mean it's just like pool table, hardly any cell reception, screened in porch, radio with all these badass radio stations from the Delta, you know, spinning all the old good stuff. Um, you know, the heartland of American music right there. But 
and you left that for the the like the capital of Corona Country. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, and his exactly Star Trek I VHS. If, maybe hey, I, was, I was missing some shows. Last time we talked to you, you had thought perhaps you were going to go down there and start working on some new tunes. Yeah, yeah, I ended up doing that a little bit. Um, so it, it honestly has kind of been good to come back and and now that everyone kind of has a better handle on how long this thing's going to last and, and kind of a little bit better handle on how this virus works, we've been able to, you know, um, kind of decide that we have, there's about four households that we are sharing open space and open traffic between, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, they're also my best friends, super trustworthy and everybody is either unemployed because they can't work or they're working jobs where they're super distant. Um, and everyone's been getting tested regularly so we can kind of maintain some sort of sense of normalcy. Yeah. Um, and then that also includes my boys so that we can actually get together and be creative. But of course, like, you know, we're only as strong as the weakest point. So we've got to all make sure that we're doing our homework and staying masked up, only going into places when you need to, because bars and shit are open here and everyone's going out. And it's like, we ain't I mean, y'all got bars open? We, we, yeah. we passed by, um, <clears throat> I wish I could remember what it was, but we passed by somewhere coming back from the lake today and it was just a full house, no masks, nothing. Just everybody yeah. was in there. Oh, uh, uh, poolside. What, no, what's that place? Not Poolside. Uh, Parkside, the place that has the big restaurant mm. sign downtown Raleigh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, the thing, oh. the, the thing that's tricky about it is like once you're sitting there, like if it looks full, like you're not, you don't wear your mask at your table because you're eating and drinking. Yeah, right. So it looks gnarly, and it, it like I, w- I still wouldn't do that. I'm not saying mm. it's okay, but that that is the annoying part about it because once you if get it's in, open, you, then yeah. Yeah. Well, that that's also been with us too because you know if we're all hanging out there at where Dick and Chris live is kind of on a on a semi-major intersection in town. Is that Dick Darden? Yeah, Dick Darden. You better believe it. So, uh, we, we, you know, yesterday we were all hanging out, but it was part of our insular crew. But there was like eight of us, you know, not wearing masks because we're that's our crew. And, you know, um, I could tell that cars were kind of driving by, and I thought about that same thing. It's like, damn, those people are probably like, look at those reckless assholes. And it's like, yeah. no, actually, like, we have a super tight crew and rules here, but you can't see that. So, yeah, man, you, you're right about that. It's like, Sometimes I guess well, you know you can make an assumption too quick, but I, I was uh, um, at the grocery store the other day and I saw a man without a mask on in a grocery store that required masks. Who I w- there was a split second where I was worried, and then I thought to myself, you know, this gentleman's pushing six hundred pounds. I think that if he had COVID, I would probably notice the symptoms almost immediately. Yeah, <laughs> I got a feeling this guy's going to be affected when he gets it. Yeah, so yeah, I got just. Was like I'm not even going to say nothing to this this gentleman. And then uh, as I was, as he was kind of walking down the aisle, I kind of noticed that he also was not wearing sandals and uh, um, had wait, hang on. So he had no shoes on? Or no, no, he no. He wasn't wearing. He was wearing sandals. No shoes. He was wearing sandals. Excuse me. Oh, okay. And he had toenails that were like two inches long. <laughs> and I was like, this guy's got some other Frag. shit going on. And then yeah. I started to worry that he was actually. <laughs> He was actually on some kind of suicide death march, and he had COVID. And in my head, I was like, "Well, he now he's just trying to spread it as many places as possible because yeah. he's literally on some other shit." Where was but, this? Um, this? This is uh, a really Harris, interesting trip the mind of and Garner. <laughs> the hair so you want to know how it's like inside of my brain? Um, I went from he probably doesn't awesome. have it to oh, obviously suicide march. Well, yeah, well, yeah. And it also, also, also when I uh, when I got outside, I see that he's also walking to his car, and it had a New York license plate, and I was like, oh, he's probably been to fucking hundred of these grocery stores just spreading it like he's doing yeah. it but uh yeah, well we also had uh nathan we had an awkward moment at the store because i was talking to one person you got my attention and pointed at something the person i was talking to was in the way so i couldn't see anything 
So I thought you were just saying like bye. So I like kind of ignored oh, you. Yeah, yeah. And then you said it again. I was like, what is he talking about? I leaned over and there was a dude at the records who had just pulled his mask down while he like looked at a record. I, I think what had happened was he I he was trying to look up something on his phone and he pulled his mask down to like unlock his phone. And then uh, just, and then he forgot to pull it back up. And then up. he just left it down and he was doing some stuff. And then it had been like a minute or two at that point. And I look over at Kanchi and I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? And she's like, I don't fucking, oh, he's just going for it. And so I was like, nooch. But then I was also leaving at that time. So like. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I told him to pull it up. He was like, okay. It. And he pulled it up. But I had mentioned to Cup of Joe the other day. I was like, hey, how have y'all been doing with it? And they said, have we talked about this already? No, they said they had one dude who straight up was like rolled in, no mask. They're like, yo, you got to have a mask on. And he's like, nah, like make me. And they're like, come on, dog. Like, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm not putting it on. Like, I'm not going to do it. And I think they had to refuse him service. And then he would like, and then I think they ended up getting to the point. The person who was telling me the story clearly didn't super want to relive it. So I like got off the subject pretty quickly. Um, but I think they had to like threaten to call the cops. And that person was like, it got gnarly. And but they then they were like, everybody else has been cool. But <laughs> then they had one like pure nightmare. So oh, we have, I, I, then that made me feel better. I was like, well, we hadn't had any of that. Well, yeah. That was cool. There, there's there's been there's been a lot of hell yeah. Something tall and strong, make it a Miller Lite, so I don't feel uptight. It's only half past twelve, but I don't care. It's five o'clock everywhere. Hey, how's it going with that Miller Lite? It's fine and dandy, Kev. I mean, it's five o'clock everywhere. Oh yeah, that is what you always say. Sure does. Uh-huh. 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 Ooh, psychedelic at the end there. Yeah, I got a little that delay on cool. there, no big deal. What about that yeah, time? Cool. <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm pet sounds, no big deal. <laughs> um, so uh, we we got total off the subject. You have been working on some songs though. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, been been kind of you know because you got to realize, I, I guess, with this last album having canceled that whole American tour and everything. You just lose all the momentum in the album. And it's like, you know, obviously I'll still have it on the merch table, but you know, I'll tell you what you won't have it. Nice price books and records. You haven't sent me anymore. Oh shit. I still need to do that. All right. Sold out boy. I want more. Hey man. All right. Why don't you just, you know, you can just start pressing them yourself, you know, and and we'll we'll work out a deal. (laughs) Would love to. (laughs) Um, You can rearrange, rearrange the track listing exactly how you want it. It can be like your own version of the album. Yeah, dude. The the special nice price pressing. Dude, mm. I, I actually we could talk about this. This would be interesting. But um, yeah, you know, uh, just I'm just gonna be uh, probably shelving squirrel and and be like, cool, that was great. It, we did it, awesome. And um, the plan is to hopefully by the end of next month we're gonna be um, getting into a studio and starting to work on on the next album. And I kind of have like I can't decide if I want to just try to crank out a little bit more material and do like a two album release or just do two longer EPs. I don't really know. So just trying to trying to put out a lot of these new songs. And there's um there's about eight or nine new ones and um I'm gonna try to That's an album. That's a Yeah. You You got a record. Yeah, exactly. You know, and and then I've got a bunch of co writes with some people that also want to put down about four different co writes. Uh Jonathan Terrell and I have written a couple together that I wanted to put out and um and then that, and I was like, well, if I want to do those shit, I can dig up some shit from my vaults and the, the old, my old band and everything. And they might as well just fucking send it and go for it and do some covers yeah. and shit and then just spread yeah. it out and make two records. So I don't know, maybe that's super ambitious, but I don't know. We're into it. So we're going to try to DIY this thing. Um, a good, good buddy of ours, um, 
is moving into a new space and is going to kind of move his studio over there in this uh, kind of a Shangri-La type situation, bottom floor of a house. And so um, we're just going to do the damn thing ourselves, I think, you know, and then whenever Zeus lifts his skirt and we can all fucking tour and get back to somewhat of normalcy again, then we'll just drop a record and hit the road, you know? That sounds rad. That sounds like a plan. It's funny you say it though. You're like, oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I'm gonna do exactly this. Yeah, here's and I've a got nine actually point, pretty solid, <laughs> a nine point list of good options. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then like this, so, this, this, these are all pretty good ideas. We've actually done a lot of work on it. It's like, yeah, oh cool, I, man. I've, I've I've been I've had plenty of time to think about it. I guess. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so but uh, how much? So you wrote a lot of songs actually in Ragtown. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did a few in in Ragtown. Um, does your buddy hate? Does he play? Or are y'all just? Man, we we uh, have written together before, and there's one of uh, his tunes I want to put on this album, and then maybe one of ours that we co-wrote on some steps uh, in 2010, uh, like on his like uh, stoop at his house, an old house that DIY space that got torn down. Rest in peace, White House. Some of the best fucking shows I've ever seen. But um, yeah, um, Aiden and I played together a little bit, and he he's uh, incredibly talented, and I love the way he writes songs. Um, and so it's really cool to get to share space with that dude. Um, yeah, we wrote, wrote uh, or at least I wrote some down there in Ragtown. And, and um, yeah, it was it was productive, you know. Oh, yeah. And I, I got to do a little bit of co-writing to um, uh, House of Songs, a, a, an organization that's in Austin. I saw Ozarks that, yeah. In here, or, or, yeah, in, in New York. Um, so they've been, uh, y'all saw Willie Carlisle, of course. Uh, Willie and I just did a co-write together that oh, they spon- sponsored that. it. Yep. Yeah, it's a, it, and that's a cool song. It's called That's On Me, and it's just about this, uh, <laughs> it's about a dude who's really good at, at hardly working, you know, and he's on a job site, and he's just Matt, like. you know anything about that? That's what my mom, <laughs> that's what my mom yeah. always asks, working hard or hardly working? Yeah, exactly, you know, so it's <laughs> like we, we wanted to paint a picture of this dude who's like, because, like, you know, I don't know. He and I work several different construction jobs and we've been on a job site where there's like a dude that's like the been on the site forever. Who's like mastered, not working, but looking like he's working all the time. You know, I I worked construction for like four months and I was so envious of those motherfuckers. And yeah, they're so good at how I was just constantly (laughs) having to do horrible backbreaking shit that I hated. Yeah. There's this amazing video. My uh, my cousin Carla (laughs) found recently of uh, a friend of hers had, her neighbor had taken his his like camcorder down to my grandma's farm when they were hanging all the tobacco in the barns. Yeah. And there's these multiple scenes where he would like film for a few minutes and then film for a few minutes. And you see them, you know, they my uncle Sonny's on the driving the tractor, they pull it up and then they're loading the stakes. And I mean, you know, you load them, it's you know, sixty foot high or whatever. You see all these people, multiple scenes, and then you notice that my uncle Sonny is only ever sitting in the driver's seat of the tractor, and he's never lifting, he's never handing, he's yeah. never touching, and then at the end of it, they're giving him a hard time about it, and they're like, so-and-so, because I think the guy filming asked like what everybody was doing, and they all go around, and it cuts to Sonny, and he's sitting, leaning back with a cigarette in his hand, he goes, entertainment coordinator, and then he clicks back and takes the cigarette, and I was like, this son of a gun is just sitting there making everybody laugh all day, and Praise. driving the tractor, and they're loading tobacco all the way up to the sky, shout it, was, out to it was amazing. Dude, shout out to that guy. Yeah, I'll see if I can get that video and post on Instagram. Please, I want to see that. Some of those guys figure it out, you know? That's a, yeah, we, we kind of painted that picture. Um, hopefully, 
It's a, it's, it's, it's a master mastery, I suppose, figuring that out. But I, I tend to always be also the guy that's the gopher or busting my ass doing something. I, that's, that was, that's how I always end up too. And it sucked, you know? especially yeah. I, when I was doing construction, I ended up, I was doing fireproofing in like old buildings where I'd have to, like, oh, damn. and I'm like a bigger dude. It really like, you need to be like kind of like a tiny person to fit inside of some of these old spaces with all the pipes and shit. And they, I would end up being the one that was like crawling up through this asbestos laden, like pipe to like refit it with like up to code fireproofing while Damn, everybody dude. else kind of hung out and i was just be like how the fuck am i always the one that's like i was just trying to get out of there <laughs> like i was trying yeah. to get the fuck out of there like get it done and leave and everybody yeah. else is just kind of chilling because they're they're getting paid the same that you are yeah. you know man it, i've i've, I've kind of traded in the you know when i was younger i'd done a lot of those jobs but i've realized now i'm i'm with a sweet crew um this tree housing gig is just just killer man it's yeah, all explain uh, that to me yeah, man, it's it's like it's it's getting to getting to kind of do construction, but it's a little bit more creative and it's a lot more fun and it's a little less of the bullshit, you know, because a lot of your structures are off the ground and so it eliminates a a lot of regulation, which is badass. So we get to do some really ridiculous stuff, but um, b just a lot of the bullshit work that kind of sucks. I mean, you know, I'm still busting concrete here and there. Sometimes we got to lay posts down and shit or dig holes, but. Um, I don't know. It's been a great job. It's a small crew. Um, it's, it's a gig that I've had for probably about a year and a half now. So in between tours, I'd be able to go back and forth and work it. My boss's best dude I've ever worked for. He's just like literally come and go whenever the hell you want, man. And it's just like, cool. Great. We'll do. Nice. Um, so yeah. And, uh, but it's a, yeah, just tree housing gig. Um, we do a lot of other stuff, especially through the COVID time. It's, it's really COVID proof. Um, because we have such a small crew and we can do one guy on a site. Now, if we're doing stuff high off the ground, we'll usually bring another dude and, and, and have like a co-build that day um, just for safety reasons and stuff. But everyone's masked up, which kind of sucks whenever you're, it's good to finally work with a buddy, but you're wearing a mask in the middle of the summer, you know, the whole time you're working together. And, and there's still some things we can't quite do that are a little different, you know, that, you know, if we got to get really close to each other and hold something. Someone's like holding their breath and looking away and you got to like, figure out these really funny ways to make sure you're not invading each other's breathing space, and, <laughs> yeah. um, which can be interesting, but you know, doing the solo builds, it's just been, it's been like having to learn how to be a little bit more patient with it. Cause there's processes that, um, would with one other person take 15 minutes, but it ends up taking you four hours to do it by yourself, you know, like lifting yeah. some, some sort of thing in the air, but, uh, it's been a killer gig, man. And, and, uh, great to get my ass outside and, and doing something, you know, it's, uh, uncle Sam never visited me. So I'm really, really happy for some fucking employment and, <laughs> you know, yeah. some way to bring some sort of cash in, you know, well, it's just always Arkansas football, man. It's <laughs> just Arkansas football, isn't it? it always is. Um, so last time we talked to you, you were also saying that like, because Arkansas is one of the last places to shut down, you were getting a lot of tourists and stuff like that coming in from other areas. Yeah. And is that still happening or now that other places are kind of just like whatever, then it, is everybody kind of just um were there is it still are you still getting a lot of -of out-of-towners i guess yeah i i think so um there's still people coming up and camping but it's sometimes it can be hard to tell because we already have so many texas plates around and missouri plates and i was just down in little rock doing a build down there and there's a bunch of texas plates in there but i think a lot of people are actually just still moving right now but um i see a lot of mostly texas missouri and some tennessee but it makes sense as a bordering states but i've seen some out-of-plate um out-of-state plate stuff um, a little bit and, and the camping seems to be still pretty full, but they did end up going through and having a shutdown of all of this, all the state parks finally, I think right after I talked to y'all. So all that's just reopening. So those people are coming back. But so I kind of missed a long period of time when I was in the Delta because we were just so detached from everything, yep. you know, it was a wonderful 
almost two months of just, God, that was a good life, dude. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and it was just like every morning, you know, like let you know, dogs running around the three thousand acre farm wherever they wanted to, you know, cold beer in the fridge. If not, there's a. Did I tell you all about Joe Caruso? Let me tell you. I don't believe so. I don't know why this story just hit. If I got time, I'll just. just, just it's yeah, it's <laughs> trucking season, Bill. So. Anyhow, anyhow, so here's here's a. Uh, I don't know, just a. a there was a little liquor store in Marvel, which is where Levon Helms from. And it was, we'd take this dirt road into town and go to the liquor store. And Hayden, I'd had some tequila and Hayden polished it off one night and he went to go pick up some more and, 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 um, comes back and he t- tells me the story about, he's pulls up to the drive through liquor store and the Delta is not particularly a place where a lot of people drink tequila. Um, anyhow, so he pulls up more of a Brown liquor, liquor area. Is that what you're saying? For sure. For sure. <laughs> And, uh, anyway, so Hayden pulls up and he's like, Hey, I need some, uh, I'm looking for some tequila. You know, you got some, what do you got there? And he's like, man, I got Patron. I got this and I got Joe Caruso. And he's like, all right, what's, what's, what's what's Joe Caruso? And he holds it up and he goes, Joe Caruso. And it's just Jose Cuervo. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was like, no way, dude, that's bullshit. So the next time we rode into town we were like, man, let's go on a beer run, you know, and just a little booze cruise and some dirt roads. And, and uh, it was like we were in high school again. It was great. Um, but anyway, so we roll. We can actually buy booze. So we roll in a liquor store, and he does the same thing. He's like, need a bottle of tequila. And he's like, guy's like, Joe Caruso? And he's like, yeah. He just pulls it up. Dink. Jose Cuervo. Here you go. Man, I great. love that that, uh, that, uh, that, that Italian-American flavor that yeah. only you can get with Joe Caruso tequila. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's got the that Delta's basil. Awesome, it's man. got that oregano. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm drinking tequila over here. Yeah, I, uh, that is... <laughs> thick um. yeah dude it's good stuff man it's good stuff it's um the delta was great i got a weed card since last to talk to you guys so that's cool you can get those in arkansas yeah what does that mean i have no idea it's, uh, I have no idea that it was legal there there's uh it's medicinal um right. yeah, even are you sure you haven't been duped and then like a, a buddy of yours sold you a weed card and you're like <laughs> exactly. present, like here you go officer and he's like yeah eat rip and then locks you up <laughs> i i was there was a little bit of concern that it was just one old big hoax you know and and uh <laughs> but you know I, I did like my telemed thing and got my card and you know and, and you pay a little bit of money for it and everything but there's dispensaries in arkansas there's 23 of them right now they're supposed to be 45 by the end of next year or something like that and what did so, you tell him was wrong with you to qualify? I mean, this is a kind of a personal bum, bum leg. I mean, hey, I'm a very good vertical jump. I need that. Yeah. Like, what, what do you say? I was just like, Donald Trump's president, and there's a fucking pandemic going on. I need weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. that's, <laughs> so. I, that's when uh, Donald Trump got elected. I, I, I've had to go to the, a, a doctor for some meds most of my life, and uh, the doc was like, do you need some Xanax? And a lot of my patients I've been giving Xanax to because of Trump. And I was like, I think I'm going to be okay. And then I, left God, and I was like, should I just ask for some fucking yeah. Xanax? Just to <laughs> like, yeah. Never you got a couple Lucy's like, I can keep around, you know? <laughs> yeah. Give it, take it for a spin. Yeah, you know, just get samples. Yeah. Samples, you got any samples? Keep them on the counter like they're M&Ms. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's uh, you know, it's it's dope. Just being on the, literally dope. You know, you know, be anywhere in Arkansas. and I'm mind blown that Arkansas... I had that's no probably idea. the coolest thing that's happened during this whole pandemic, you know. And so now I can just <laughs> like order my weed online and and on my way to home. You just order it online. It up. What? Yeah, I can order it online, dude. Just like food pickup, just... you place the order, you go pick it up. Yeah, yeah, same kind of shit, you know. Or, or there's a couple of stores around, you that's know. So you know there's several on I forty. If you have a drive-through, is it drive-through? No, you got it. You got to hop out and go in and whatnot. But uh, okay. they, luckily, a lot of those those places have been super good about making sure there's only a certain amount of people inside. They probably got to figure it out at this point. Well, I was just curious because like it's crazy to have drive through liquor stores. 
I didn't yeah. know y'all had weed stores. And then I was going to say, if they're like this far ahead where they're just straight up handing out the window to people, like. <laughs> now, that'd be something. Apparently, yeah. there's there's delivery and stuff, but I haven't even gone through the whole delivery process. Next step is delivering weed. You need to get a strain. You need to get your own strain going. Dude, I know, man. Like a natural state because, you know, it's like. A celebrity item. That'd be cool. Joe Caruso. Some, yeah, I might just call it the Joe Caruso special. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so here's, uh, we'll get you out on this one. What, um, you are, you are, I don't want to put words in your mouth, you're a road dog, I would sort of say. Um, how do you envision, how do you plan ahead? Are you, do you think you'll be, you're going to go twice as hard on the road? Is it going to be, does anyone even know? I, I thought maybe people who know more about it than me might have some ideas about how things would go. Or have you like have you been in contact with anyone who is booking, who is a venue, who is in anything that has expressed any ideas to what the future might look like with this stuff? Man, um, I'll try to not get too long winded with it, but it's it's super complicated right now, of course. And and yeah, when I to answer your first question, when this thing, like I said, that's why I want to have an album and all kinds of things ready to go. I've been talking to videographers and local folks just to do a whole new kind of freshen up, you know, just scrap everything, start over. This is a good time to do that. Um, so yeah, touring my ass off when we get back to it, that's the plan. And, and um, the boys and I have just been itching so fucking hard. Yesterday, we all got in the van together for the first time since all this started. Just to ride around? <laughs> What we did, we actually did our first, cruise. it was our first live show yesterday, but it was an outdoor That's private right. thing. Yeah, it was, it was at this crazy little private social club up in Bentonville for a bunch of rich people, but it was like. Did you have to knock but, the rust off? Oh, well, you said yeah, you've been practicing yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, we've been practicing a little bit, but we, uh, we did yesterday. It was like 13 people in this like big ass outdoor backyard thing, super spread out. So it was nice to actually do something safe. Well, we hell, got, Nathan, Nathan's got, been having parties know. in his neighborhood. Maybe you can play one of those. We were talking about it last week. It's not something you'd want to play, but they had like a... I will get in the fucking van and drive out there, dude. Like, it our, wasn't our, his party. It was, it was, someone it was, was like, like four doors down. They had like, oh, okay. like a dub band doing Wu-Tang covers. But there was like, oh, a, shit. like a full stage with like moving lights and stuff. It was... Damn. Uh, it was Holy surreal. Shit. It was, And they were charging 40 bucks to get in, apparently. <laughs> fucking and Christ, if you've ever man. seen my neighborhood, it's like not big houses or big yards or anything. I mean, yeah. we're talking about like houses built in like the 1960s that are like two bedroom, three bedroom, one bathroom, like every across yeah. the board, like ranch style, small houses. And there's just a hundred cars watching show. like a Ziggy Marley cover. <laughs> like, fucking Christ. Wow, man. I mean, hell dude, desperate times come for desperate measures, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, they were all wearing masks and stuff like that. So I, as, as far stuff. as like people like that, I think that they were doing an all right job. I wouldn't have felt comfortable in that situation, but yeah. I, it wasn't a situation. It didn't make me like, actually ang like i see i've seen some things like that where i'm like fuck those like i get like angry yeah. as a person that works in music i'm like they're like running it for but i thought that these people were doing yeah. an okay job as much as i mean they probably shouldn't have been doing that they shouldn't have been doing that but at the same time i was like it could have been so much worse and they were it like kind of trying and they didn't seem like they were on top of each other so who the fuck knows i mean really we'll find out if any like if there's if it becomes a a hot spot but yeah. what if, everybody turn, if everybody turns out fine they're like well we're doing this every week then yeah yeah man it's, it's 40 bucks ahead yeah, yeah. two so out of two, two out of three people that have gotten covid in the last 14 days have dreads white boy dreads god damn oh hey, shit we think, uh, yeah. bad news we think having dreads causes coronavirus yeah <laughs> turns out. actually so man <laughs> i you know i already get so much social anxiety anyway and so this has just increased that and really kind of maybe 
been the first time that my social anxiety has benefited me because it's kept me out of crowds. Um, it's, it, yeah, it makes know, me. I I get clowned on a little bit within my own family, but but I feel so uncomfortable unless it's like table service, like outside type shit. Like I can't do a lot of that stuff. It makes yeah. me so fucking nervous. Man, it's uh, it, it makes me super fucking nervous. But so I mean, I guess Enoch, to answer your question, man, it's like I've been in touch with some of my buddies in LA, and you know how like. The, both all y'all know how this this works you know it's 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 a small network community where everybody kind of knows everybody so of course we're all reaching out and you know i've had to talk to zeph up in new york because obviously like i canceled a show at skinny dennis he books up there and i've chatted with him a little bit about his touring thing but you know obviously he's, he's got a record he's, coming out he's sitting on a record so he's in like prime yeah. position right now I'm, I'm, I'm a bit jealous you know but uh then talking to my buddies out in la and then even talking to sweden i was supposed to be back in sweden this fall um, doing a residency actually in August. And then I was going to do a tour with my friend, Judy blank. We're about to release, uh, an AB side single. And then, uh, Jonathan Terrell was going to come over. We we're going to do like a cowboy campfire solo acoustic tour over there thing, which was going to be fun as hell. So I reached out to them and they're like, we just went ahead and wiped all of 2020. We're canceled. You know, we're going to just keep things within the country. And then whenever you guys can actually travel over here, then we'll talk about next year kind of thing. So I don't know when this shit's going to be over. I think this is going to be the last industry that really gets its feet back on the ground and, and gets back to some sort of normalcy because of the, just the pure nature of, of what it is. It's, it's creating gatherings, which is the last thing we want to be doing right now. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, you know, I don't know when it's going to, when it's going to end. So I'm just trying to pretend I'm trying to be like, cool, it's going to be a year. Great. And then hopefully I'm wrong and it's sooner, but if I'm not wrong, then at least I'm not too disappointed and bummed out. Yeah. And sorry, I didn't want to bum everybody out with too much stuff. I, I only knowing your uh, affinity for the road. Fucking love curious. it, dude. I'm dying. Now here's a question: Have you been able to read, watch, listen to anything with this extra time you've got in your hands? Um, yeah. Also, you since know, you just started smoking weed for the first time, is it kind of is anything hitting you different? <laughs> yeah, you know, weed's weed's been crazy. You know, so like, have you ever like have you ever watched things like on weed, man? You know? <laughs> yeah, I feel like. No, I feel like, like Every day I feel like John Stewart and half baked, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually tight. it's actually not legal here, so we've never we don't know nothing about smoking. Oh, yeah, oh I don't man. break the law, dude. <laughs> well, I would I would totally tell you guys to come to Arkansas and join me, but I could lose my license, so you know uh, yeah. can't have any of that. You know, is that right? <laughs> you can't. Yeah, that's... I can't share. You know, can't share. Which lose is funny because they tell you not to bogart the thing. I heard, and then here you're saying legally required to bogart. Which is the kind of the funniest thing whenever people, you know, like some of my, our buddies in our group come over to the house and, you know, I just spark up a fatty and I'm like, hey, I pass this, but I'd lose my license. So, like, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, which is, it's been, it's been fun. I guess but, this um, whole uh, hog leg is just for me. Yeah, it's, you know. It's funny <laughs> you say that for uh, mentioning Zephaniah. I was listening to that live recording that we did at, at the uh, day show. And oh, it he exists. References, yeah, and I'll get it to you. But he referenced, not the, the podcast. No, that oh, I can't okay. find. But his oh, actual okay. show got recorded, and he oh. he references the 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 doobie you had left him, and I think it was an Eddie Arnold tape or a Merle uh, Travis or a Vern um, Vern Gosden tape. Vern Gosden tape. Yeah, you had left him a joint, and on stage he's like, "Well, I was uh, sitting around with a Vern Gosden tape the other day, and I had a thought." And it was <laughs> just like, even, <laughs> "Dude, that was I, that was cool, man." Maybe one day it'll get uh, unearthed. Dude, so yeah, it was. Uh, one second. That, that was in that was in Malmo, Sweden. Um, Sweden, it's super hard to find weed. It's and, and it's really weird because in a, except for the super urban parts of Sweden, a lot of places they're like hey, they hey. see they see weed like the oh check it out. That's the tape of the show. Sick. 
but wow. that's not the podcast. It's Dude, the same boot. Well, I'm, I'm supposed to not. I'm not gonna mention it because I gotta I gotta post it and we're not, I gotta delete that I'm like connected to it. Whatever doesn't matter. Okay, right on. Anyway, but, Sweden and hard to find weed. Oh yeah, super hard to find weed, and I just I knew Zeph was a weed smoker. I, I'd never met the dude at all. Um, been in touch a little bit just through emails, through Skinny Dennis stuff, um, and obviously we're big fans. So I was just like, man, I, I ended up with uh, I just gotten over from Copenhagen. They've got Christiana where you can buy all the weed you want. It's this weird little annex part of of Denmark that's like actually they they're like we're not part of the EU. It's like a block in Copenhagen, and they just hmm. have weed sales over there. And so you just bring it right over to Malmo, right across the way in Sweden. So I had a bunch of weed, and I was about to leave the country, and I was like, you know what? I know how fucking hard it is. And I saw Zeph was playing the same venue I was, you know, a um, couple weeks later. And then my friends Banditos were playing in like October. This is August, and so I left one for each of them. I left the tape for for Zeph and didn't know that he had gotten the tape at all until I was at that show and he said it on stage and we hadn't met each other yet. He just like looked over at me and was like, what's up? And I was like, oh shit, hell yeah. Like, I just love that shit, man. Tour snacks to me is like the funnest shit. And tour snacks really started with banditos. I don't know if you're familiar with that group. I am. Um, they, when they first started touring like 10 years ago, they would come up to Arkansas and, and we ended up getting to know each other and they would stay at my apartment in Little Rock. You know, I had like this fucking little tiny ass apartment all them pile into. Um, anyway, they, they left me a tour snack one time when I was on that tour with Dan Romano. <clears throat> we were like, happened to be lining up. It was about two and a half months into this tour and we happened to line up um, with, with dates that were at the same venues and they were a day ahead of us for like two days. And so we were, we'd come back down from Canada, back into the States and the Midwest, and we're playing in St. Louis. And I was like, yo, guys, we're like a day behind you. I'm really bummed to miss you. And they just, um, Stephen uh, sent me a picture of a mask that was on the wall in the green room. And he was like, check behind this mask when you get here tomorrow. I was like, <laughs> all right, tight. And so I get to the next day and pull the mask down, and I look behind it, and there's a little guitar string envelope thing, and there's just like two big old fat mushroom caps in it. I was just like, Yowza. fuck yeah. So that was the first time I ever played a show on psychedelics and it was cool as fuck. And um wouldn't recommend doing it again because I was also super terrified. But, um, but also, so that kind of started in St. Louis, which is never weird. Yeah, yeah. We're going to play, uh, play a quick recording from that live show. I actually found a snippet of it. Okay. Nathan, here's where you insert uh, like someone like shrieking in agony and we'll put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, an idea, just the barest idea of what a bum trip can be like. Voices, courtesy of those who've been there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Perfect. But yeah, yeah, I, I left Bandito's, uh, also another tour snack in that same venue. I just rolled up a doobie, put it in an old cigarette pack, and lifted a panel in the bathroom and slid it up there. <laughs> and then whenever I saw on Instagram, I've forgotten about it until I saw they're like, we're playing Malmo tonight. And I just texted one of the dudes and sent them the picture that I still had of the spot. And I was like, lift this ceiling tile and then they they fucking sent me a picture back ripping the doobie on the street <laughs> and i was just like yes they were just like man that was like a it's like a video game or like some shit you know like you know That's check amazing. behind these that things rules. yeah you gotta keep raising the stakes you have to man you have to so i'm excited to get back out and leaving some more tourist snacks whenever we get back on the road you know this one's in the police headquarters yeah dude good <laughs> luck getting it you have to get arrested to get this doobie you know? <laughs> i joked on you <laughs> oh man you got a snippet of that show? Is that the one? The because it said um, from what I saw in that little thing. Is that from the the day show? So here's what I did. Uh, these are the bootleg tapes, which I technically like 
don't get all permission for it, so I don't always post that I'm the one who made them. But on the A side is the live show at Lincoln Theater that night, the full band show. Unlisted mm-hmm. on the B side is the 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 show from Person Street, which Dude. is just him solo acoustic. Fuck yeah. How do I get a hold of those Lorenzo's? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I'll send you um, some tapes. I haven't I haven't posted I, I just got done making I because I'm the first time I had the stamp made for the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a dummy and I misspelled his name and I left off the H. I spelled it oh, right man. on the spawn, but I spelled it wrong on the cover. And so we had to have the stamp. Talk about some Arkansas football, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't do very good proofreading. Anyway, uh, and also I didn't notice it until after I had already given him some with it misspelled. Mm. And uh, I gave him a case of them. I was like, you can sell these at your shows. He's like, I'm not going to sell these. I'm going to keep them. And I was like, oh, well, in that case, I wish I had given you two because I gave yeah. you money. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with these now, bud? Um, yeah. and then I, so then I didn't feel so bad when it turns out they were all misspelled. Um, but then I texted him. I was like, you, hey. You no, mailed him the misspelled ones? Oh, I didn't mail them. To him. I gave them to him in person. He looked at him in, in front of me, didn't say a word about it, didn't say, like, hey, you misspelled it. Well, you know he what he was like, thinking. Oh, this, he's like, these are sick. But also, when I when he opened the case, their spine oh out, and God. the spine was spelled correctly. Ah, he might have oh, just looked at the spine yeah. and like, "Oh, this is dope." And then, like, probably noticed on the cover. Then he realized that I was like trying to do a nice thing, and he would hurt my feelings. And he's a nice guy, so he didn't say anything. And then I swear to God, I get I get back to wherever the hell I was, oh, Junior, that's, that's, and I go uh, to take the photo for Instagram to literally post that I have them for sale. I take the photo, I look at, it, I go, "Oh my God, it's misspelled!" Like in that moment, right before I press oh, post. And I was like, son of a... So then I, I text him. I was like, yo, I'm, I'm going to make some more covers. I'll mail you some. Do you want some? He's like, either way is cool. And I was like, all right. Um, you know, I, I, play in a, I play in a band that has a weird spelling. And um, we would show Same. up in cities. And it would be misspelled. And you, you do kind of get numb to it at a certain point. You're just like... Yeah, yeah, this is real name, though. And it's like, fine. We've like kinda, we don't know each other, but we kind of like... That one's real easy tape, to spell. Dude. I love this tape, man. <laughs> yeah, this one's this one's My been name around. is Gary. Damn, American. son. <laughs> American classic. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That's that's one of my fucking favorites, dude. Hell man, yeah. I just miss the shit out of y'all and I, I can't wait to come out to North Carolina big time. Yeah, I mean I'm Yeah, I'm looking to I I I've said before, I think the future similar to what Dylan's talking about is if we can ramp up the ability to get tested more frequently so that everyone can say, look, let's all get tested on Monday. Yeah. Like take a day off of work on Tuesday and then we'll, and like, or whatever, however long it takes to get the results back. Yeah. And then like, then we can actually just hang out and then kind of maintain that bubble if you're able to. Like, yeah. I think that's the way to go as opposed to like, Oh, like fishing today, Nathan, I, I wore my mask because Nathan was with Liz and Leona and we were mostly apart. But I still wear my mask because y'all, but y'all are linked up, so it's fine. Yeah, I and mean, also, like, I I got tested. Like, I've been I've been tested three times now, and I and it's I fucking brutal. I isn't the it? last one, you know, I the thing, the weird thing they is they do it rectally it, here. It just, it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what it is. It oh, doesn't nice. it doesn't super bother me to, to get this uh, thing shoved in my nose. Like I don't know what it is, but like it doesn't. I thought you, I thought you said that first one was pretty uh, pretty rough ride with your uh, sinuses say, exploding. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my eyes my eyes start pouring water. But like as <laughs> yeah. far, like it's like quick and it's done and it's not. It's more like it's not that it's painful or anything. It's just a sensation I've never had before, so it's hard to describe. It's, it's but weird. It's uh, it's something I would do daily if I could just go do my regular life. Rachel did know, just so, get yeah. one of the uh, the forehead like beep. We got one of those now. Nice. nice. Oh, the, the, the temperature take, but like the forehead one that you can just like do super quick and easy, and it's like nice. real accurate. We got one of those now. 
my, my, my roommate's been, um, he, he's one of the head chefs at probably the, one of the nicest restaurants in Arkansas. Right. And they've been, oh, so they've Hardy's been, then? Yeah, Hardy's. <laughs> hey, dude, nothing to be ashamed of there, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so they, they've been doing super, you know, protocol at the restaurant. You know, it's quarter or half cap or whatever. People only can come in with masks. You get temperature readings at the door, the whole thing. But they had a scare. Um, and it's kind of maybe a – who knows – the front of house manager they had tested positive for COVID, so they shut the restaurant down a couple of days ago. And he ended up getting a test that was like a, like a, maybe a two hour test or something like that. But they're just hard to get a hold of. Mm-hmm. Um, so two things: testing seems to be pretty unreliable, or it is reliable, and maybe the effect, the measures of wearing masks is super effective. He's like, man, I've been in meetings with this person. We kept our distance and wore masks. But I've been in meetings, of course, our house. Me and Hayden were just like, fuck. Um, you know, we'll hold up and wait for him to get his test. Cause if he's got it, then we surely have it. Cause we've been living yeah. right on top of each other, but he comes back negative. So maybe the masks are a super effective well, measure. I don't, not. I don't know if it's to be, to be believed, but there was, there was something where I, I read where like two, two ladies that were running a hair salon or something like that were both positive and had seen 85 customers in that day. And everybody was wearing a mask and none of the customers tested positive. And like yeah, that, that was on NPR. That was the thing that made me like be, be okay with the store being open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, well, that's good. I mean, you, yeah, because if we can if we can maintain that, then that's that's safe, right? Yeah, if you're both wearing them, there's like this little graph that's going around, like a little medical chart that shows you like one person with a mask and one person without one, mm-hmm. and like the germs yeah. that's coming out of their mouth, and then the bottom one is two people wearing them, and it's well, just, nothing's happening. Well, have you heard the, you're both uh, wearing the them. Pit- the right. piss pants uh, analogy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good that. one, man. That one's good. That's one of my favorites. I, now, I, it's um, a little bit tricky with Matt due to some of his um, affinity, let's say. But <laughs> <laughs> Ray's like, well, hang on, I like it better when I do end up coming to piss. Yeah. No. Oh, 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 my God. There you go. <laughs> um, but, uh, Too soon? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, it, it's a thing. I, they also say that if, if you're, even if you're um, exposed to it, if you don't get like a full like breath of like of uh corona whatever like little droplets in the air like you'll get a less severe case of covid so it's there's all these things so like and also you're, you're not like guaranteed to catch it just like, like you're not guaranteed to catch it yeah there's been stories there were stories early on where people were like getting tested um who would have it who had been with like their spouse or significant other for like a week or something like that and only one of them would have caught it like it's it's still not a a for sure thing. It's just like some yeah. people catch it super easy. It's, it is very also, contagious, but it's not a I, hot. Let's not. I got positive. the uh, I got the blood test done. Also the um, the antibodies test. And uh, yeah. uh, one of my I was like, oh yeah, I never knew what kind of blood I was. I'm a positive. And then I was had a band practice, and John was like, oh, that's the one that you're probably not going to get COVID. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, I that's think true. that that's the one that you're not going to get COVID. And I looked it up, and there are a weird. There's a weird thing where certain blood types are less likely to have covid like it's more likely to be asymptomatic wow. unfortunately he was wrong and mine is the most likely to have a bad okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah. right. like no that's the one where you're totally fucked yeah. you've got that one yeah. <laughs> there's nothing like, you can do he's about like, it i knew it was one or the other I, I remembered it in the article and then he just looks at him and he goes that's just arkansas football <laughs> fucking just is man it simply just fucking is <laughs> oh hey here's a question what do you want? Uh, we're gonna play a song now while we take a break. Uh, you got anything you want us to play? You got anything of yours we can play? Do you want let's, us to play? Let's play the Willie Carlisle you... one. Well, unless you had something else. Oh, in mind. man, play yeah, some. Yeah, I was really, asking dude. Nathan what he wanted to play. Of uh, Dylan I was gonna say, I was gonna say <laughs> let's play the one that he was just talking about earlier. I don't know. No, nah, I'm. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't have that that new one out yet. But I would say put anything on by. Uh, um, play what the rocks don't know. 
if you, if you got a hold of that one, I think I think I remember, he's got that. I know that song like live. I've heard him, I've heard him play that. What what was the song you did on an Instagram thing? I tuned into for a few minutes. It was called like something to the effect of like queer cowboys or country is queer or something like that. Oh, um, that's a song I wrote with with uh, Jonathan Terrell. He and I did that one. Uh, it was part of that House of Songs thing. We'd never met each other, um, and we were we were the first uh, pairing of the next day. It was like a camp, and every day you get paired with different artists that are in the house. And we were the we were the very first pairing, and um, we first met each other wearing mesh shirts and shorty shorts, and we were just like, "All right, dude, this is gonna be fun," <laughs> you know. And, and we wrote um, a song the next day because we just you know we got to know each other, started talking. We we're like, "Yeah, you know." We both play honky tonks, but we also, you know, he's in an old punk band called Not in the Face, which is awesome. And so, you know, yeah, we play honky tonks, but we also like to play for crust punks. And then if we can do both at the same time, it's awesome. We try to bring those people together and understand what, um, you know, gender issues and a whole lot of things that take place within the country scene and what a lot of the um, stereotypes are of that and how sexuality works and, and gender norms in the honky tonk scene work. And so we realized that we have this special position as some straight white dudes that are also very much so allies and in support of any LGBTQ, um, whatever else there is movement. And, uh, and obviously now the BLM movement is, is, um, involved with that too. Um, and they also cross a lot, but anyway, uh, long story short, we realized we had this privilege. We also had gay uncles that got us into country music big time as kids. And we <laughs> thought, let's write a song for these dudes. And, and so the whole concept of the song, at least the character, which some of it's not really addressed. We kind of just talked, made up a character of this dude who gets a divorce um, when he's like 40 and he hadn't been in the bar scene or the dating scene in forever. So he goes to one of the bars in town he's seen forever. And it's, um, well, there are two bars in the town called choices and one's called choices and one's called decisions. And that's actually based upon a true story. Sorry, this is a long story. No. <laughs> true story. And, and living in uh, Longview, Texas, where JT's from, there's two gay bars in town. One was called Choices, one was called Decisions. Someone burned Choices down, so you're left with Decisions. No shit. <laughs> which, which is the first lines of the song. Um, but uh, anyway, so the, our character is a guy probably from Longview, Texas. He's 40 years old. He's going through divorce. He gets divorced. And he's trying to get back in the dating scene, go to a bar, and he ends up at one of these bars. Ends up at um, Decisions, I guess. And uh, he finally starts to realize that at some point he's like, oh, I'm in a gay bar. But then he realizes that's where he belonged the whole time. And perhaps, you know, gender norms and sexuality norms that are that are so fervent in the honky tonk scene, you know, the, the, the white start shirt, you know, Christian idea of what country music is um, inhibited him from truly discovering who he is and his true sexuality and and. And so the whole concept of the song, the, the, the chorus is cowboys under, uh, uh, hang, excuse me, cowboys at the gay bar under dangling disco balls. The drinks and the patrons are both strong and tall. Tomorrow comes waltzing a song so clear. It turns out the future can be country and queer. Um, is that, so yeah. is that on wax anywhere? Is that laid down? It isn't. So, uh, that's wow. going to be one of the first, uh, first recording projects when we get into the studio, I'm going to lay down a very simple version of that and get it to JT. And we're going to try to do a video of it. Um, but it's also a super, it's a, it's a, when we wrote it, we were writing it, it started kind of coming. We wrote it in about an hour and uh, we were just like, oh my God, like, is this really good or is this really bad? You know, because obviously it's, it's, you know, <laughs> when, like when it's you really, played it on that thing I was watching, I was like, not only this, is this important to be released for like real reasons socially, but like, it's also a hit. 
<laughs> like print. Well, thanks, dude. <laughs> thanks, dude. Well, it's, yeah. So we were we were stoked about it, but we were just like, we have to be real fucking careful about this song. And so, of course, we immediately got on the horn with any queer friend we have. And we're just like, hey, look, we sent them all lyrics. Like, this is how it goes. We laid down a demo, and it was unanimous that all of our friends and close, like, really close loved ones were like, no, this is important. Y'all get this thing out there. You know, you got my support, and I can't really see. You know. We were just like, seriously, we're not trying to get in a fight, you know, with people we're trying to align ourselves with, you know, we're right, trying right, to, yeah. and to try and use our privilege to support. If them, we worded you know? anything weird here, please let us know. Yeah, exactly. You know, and so it's supposed to, it's, it's, it's fun. It's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to hopefully reach across to a lot of those minds. that are a little bit more closed minded about, you know, what freedom really is. And they, <laughs> you know, some, some of those people really lose track of what freedom is when they say you got to conform to these norms. You know, um, so hopefully we can reach out to some of those folks and get them to change their mind um, as to judging human beings based upon who they love and care about. Well, I think that's, that's a awesome. good place to end yeah. as any. Sure. Um, Shit, yeah, man. You know, freedom, free, freedom is loving whoever the hell you want, you know. Hell yeah. I've heard it's uh, just another word for nothing left to lose. <laughs> <That's>, yeah. <laughs> God bless, All man. Right. Yeah, your gas is running out. <laughs> Well, we've had about uh, we've had about three false yeah. endings here, so yeah. we're yeah. I keep stepping on the accelerator, and just nothing's happening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get that song out soon, and, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, really, really soon. So, um, cool. yeah, we're looking forward to hearing it, and then we'll and we'll play it if you're if you'll give us the permission. In the meantime, Absolutely. we'll play some different, but in, but uh, play um, a Willie Carlisle song. Yeah, with the rocks on nose that we're gonna play it by Willie Carlisle. Shit, yeah, man, that song, that song, fucking rules. That guy is such a special talent, man. And I hope that one day y'all be able to see his his play, um, a Confederate widow in hell. It's uh, one of the most. <laughs> it's like the most brilliant thing I've ever fucking seen. Chris Wood and I got to go, and like two of our other friends got to go to his dress rehearsal for it. And um, God damn, I just could keep talking about this shit all day. So tell me to shut the fuck up. But yeah, <laughs> Willie, it's 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 exactly that. It's a Confederate widow who's like comes comes back to life in the future and is having to come to grips with her impact on what the modern day perception of the Confederacy is and white privilege and, and all of those things. And it's just, it's like, it's just brilliant. Chris and I were like in tears all the time. Like this is the greatest thing we've ever seen. Is Every, it ba- I'm sorry. Huh? Go ahead. Is it based off of the, it's famous in Riley more from the eighties and nineties, but uh, the oldest living Confederate widow tells all was a novel by a local, a North Carolina writer, Alan Gerganis, that was kind of a hit and it took I, off for a while. I've actually never read the book. I'll be frank, but, um, Willie, Willie is so is astute. So I'm sure that he probably dug into that at some point. Yeah. yeah. And, and so. I'm, I'm looking up, uh, I just Googled this while we were talking. He plays the Confederate widow in the play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's like in this huge antebellum dress and everything like that. And it's, it, you know, his, his voice is like this the whole time, you know, and you're just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. That's a that's a fucking 250-pound, six-foot-five man in there, you know. <laughs> <That's> huge. <laughs> yeah, he's a big dude, man. He, he, he played D1 football there for a second. What? Where at? Yeah, Southern Illinois. Damn. Uh, so the Salukis? Yeah, I think so. they are. <laughs> of course you would know that. Yeah, yeah, he was he was like Southern the, Illinois the, Salukis. The the weird like queer punk writer kid that was also on the football team for a year and he was like fuck this shit, you know? So it's uh yeah, man, the Salukis. Yeah, play some Willie what the rocks don't know, man. Angels wings on a Walmart sign. I tell you what. 
Well, after 29 years, I can say I never thought it'd turn out this way. Stumble and a stutter, a stutter and a cry. Ain't gonna figure out a reason why. Song hurts my throat, banjo cuts my side. Hear the road crying out through the railroad ties. Road crying out through the railroad ties. Singing well of your light don't show Down by the truck stop highway glow Lord knows where I'll go When the road cries out what the rocks don't know Road cries out what the rocks don't know well, all my friends in Arkansas, all alone in Maine, six to one, half dozens the same. Back base sailing of the Great Divide, Mississippi deep, Rappahannock wide, angels' wings on a Walmart sign, angels' wings on a Walmart sign. Singing well of your light don't show, down by the truck stop highway glow. Lord knows where I'll go when the road cries out what the rocks don't know. Road cries out what the rocks don't know. Well, Kansas City, Rib Shack, baby, you're mine. Give me the pig, the cow, and the swine. My weights, my love, my shimmy, my shine. Damn, I found Jesus in a barbecue line. Damn, I found Jesus in a barbecue line. Well, love, your light don't show. Down by the truck stop highway glow. Lord knows where I'll go when the road cries out what the rocks don't know. Road cries out what the rocks don't know. I'd like to see the world in living color One color's just the absence of the other To get the whole spectrum of horror annihilation Call good time numbers at a Conoco station Good time numbers at a Conoco station Singing well of your light don't show Down by the truck stop highway glow Lord knows where I'll go When the road cries out what the rocks don't know Road cries out what the rocks don't know road Road cries out what the rocks don't know. Well, good to hear from Dylan. Thanks for uh, that song from Willie. But oh, we got a we got another call in coming. Oh, what is that? Oh, I hear? No. Is that the freak phone I hear again? We'll see. We'll see how this. Oh boy, I hear we're using a. Uh... We'll see if this works. I have reason to believe that there's an in there. <laughs> I have reason to believe there's an iPhone uh, hotspot from beyond that. Yeah, we got we got a caller from beyond the grave. We'll see if the the, how the Wi-Fi is in the afterlife. Yeah, yeah. very spooky. Ooh, okay. It's the freak phone. And here's the party freak. Loud in my head. What's up? Well, what's up, party freaks? Wow, look at this crystal clear picture we've got of, uh, <laughs> of these individuals. The joke is that it's not clear at all. I would say it looks more like a painting of us, of two <laughs> still people. You know, it reminds me of it reminds me of when we uh, had to find like a bootleg version of the Neil Young movie. It was about the same quality as this. It reminds me of when you see people um, in Hollywood on the street and they paint themselves look like a statue, and you can't tell if they're a statue or a real person because they're not moving whatsoever. Yeah, and they kind of kind of move a little bit. And you're like, oh, I think it's a person. That's what it reminds me of. Anywho, like Spencer hasn't moved since I've since the entire time. It might, now I'm thinking they actually are frozen up and talking to us, and we can't hear them. Yeah, I think it's done for. Oh well. Oh, they both. Well, R.I.P. Allie B. R.I.P. Spencer Damn, B. I thought we had a uh, um, yeah. I hate it for them, but. Well, we're doing this over. I guess they get bad reception in hell. Hades, I call it. Can y'all hear us? They said, I'm getting she some says we sort of can hear shrieking and some squeals. 
You can hear us. Oh, we. I just. But if we can't hear them, this is what people think that aliens exist. (laughs) Is because like stuff like this happens, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's it's Martians," and it's really just like two dorks in Durham that won't buy internet. I I was gonna say something about that. I was gonna say, uh, wait, you can't hear us. Hey. Oh, we can. I heard that now. for the first time. Just heard. No, this is the curse. All we're gonna hear from now on is you yeah, asking. Here. We can hear you, and we'll never. We get can hear y'all. Again. You can hear us. Okay, I heard you just then. Oh my god. This is- okay. Okay. Uh, Nobody say anything, and let's see if it says anything. <laughs> this is unbelievable. <laughs> It's, it sounds so crazy. If it's you like tried to do it, you couldn't make it sound any more weird. Yeah. Let's try our phone. Yeah, well, we're going to try it on the phone. We'll try- do I- oh, hey, are you going to try it on your phone? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. My God. Chuck hey. Now we're on hey, the phone. Hey. What's up? There they are. <laughs> and y'all can still record your audio separate, and even if when we're talking it's choppy, we'll just put that audio instead. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still rolling the, um, the Pro Tools. Okay, cool. Are we rolling? Yeah, we're rolling. We've talked to people in, like, the marshland of Kill Devil Hills. We've talked to people in uh, the middle of Arkansas where they don't even have internet yet, and uh, this is by far the choppiest that we've seen so far. <laughs> Listen, there are people in North Carolina playing people in Malaysia in Fortnite, a hundred people at a time, and it's going just fine. And then well, y'all are down here like, like we sat like 15 feet away from the computer, <laughs> and then talked, like, and then didn't have internet, and then, why don't you have internet, Allie B? Is this genetic? I know your folks didn't have it either. Yeah, they still don't have it. It's they, a Rogers it's family a Roger, thing. I think it's a Rogers gene. We just... It's a Rogers thing you wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is genetic. <laughs> well, back from the dead... Allie B, welcome, welcome back, back to the, the show. show. Thank you. It's good to be back. I've, yeah, I've been last... the dead, but we, we took that as a challenge. I've been what was your last show? Do you remember what the uh, what we did on it? Um, I think the last time I was on was when Enoch asked me my favorite Family Guy character, and I panicked and said Stewie, <laughs> and he thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> Spencer that was good. I don't know. I don't know what Stewie? Is. is that what you said? <laughs> yeah. We'll try. We'll maybe uh, dig up a clip of that. And yeah. Well, he, I mean, he's so edgy, you know. Because also he's a baby. It's crazy that he says that stuff. Any hoozle? What's shaking? How's your? Uh... <laughs> you should get a sticker for your car. What? I, uh, who's that joining you there, Allie? <laughs> Sorry, what was that? I said, who is that joining you? There's someone else here. Oh, this is Spencer. My, What's up, guys? Um, First time guest, Welcome yeah. To the show. Partner in life. Uh, also a former employee of Nice Price Jr. Yep, got a pink slip. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everybody did from Junior, really. I guess Junior got a pink slip now that I think about it. Yeah. I keep that thing on me. <laughs> Allie, do, you, do you have uh, any other failures of mine you'd like to bring up? Any failures of yours? Uh, what? <laughs> I was I'm talking about Junior. Junior it was a joke. Um, <laughs> any hoozle. Uh, so, you, you're on the podcast. You, you're, you've been raised from the dead. Uh, why are you here? What, do, what would you like to... Do you have some beef? Do you have some, um, some wrongs you'd like to write? Actually, you have, we're, um, we're kind of on the subject. Agenda of some sort? 
It's actually I wanted to highlight your failure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Let's get to it. Um, number one, hiring Spencer. Number two. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. Don't do me. It was funny, though. Allie was like, hey, I got someone I think that would work pretty well. I was like, oh, cool. Who is it? She's like, so you know my boyfriend's... Like, oh, cool. Wacky off-the-wall idea there. <laughs> you know be great at this? <laughs> like, Spencer's like over there pretending not to listen in the mystery book section. <laughs> yeah, Nice Pairs is the only place that would have worked i think yeah that is how it went down <laughs> yeah um but it, it turned out okay didn't it it actually did um i will say uh, i actually did like work well i never really worked with spencer so much but um i liked it when he worked there and he would hand me beers from across the counter that always was cool yeah hell yeah times um, so, Ali, one thing that has changed since last time you've on, been on here is Halloween on Raspberry Hill. Yeah, yeah, currently where we sit as we record this podcast, actually, live, first time live from Halloween on Raspberry Hill, which is my kind of um, DIY-spirited recording studio in Durham. Um, find me on Instagram at Halloween on Raspberry <laughs> Hill. I'll mix some songs for you during quarantine. Yeah, I was gonna ask how do you have you even tried having people like um, get tested and stay quarantined and then come record, or have you just said like, no, let's just keep away from all that and I'll just do mixing and, and mastering and stuff. I've just been mixing and mastering. In fact, nobody's even thought about asking if they could come over. Um, I think since it's like also in part of our house, maybe people feel like they shouldn't. I don't know. Request that. What? What, what now? I did hear that you have a, a new band with uh, enemy of the show King King. They probably don't know him as that. That must be Kev. <laughs> Speaking of which, I was in a book a book club with King King the other day. Oh, yeah. um, for I actually Brian Phillips' book Sleepovers. Sleepovers, it was. By the way, that book is great. We have it at the store. It's at So and So Books. Anyone, anyone who is anyone would like it, but it will particularly hit home if you are from North Carolina or from a rural southern town or know anyone from North like towns like that or from Eastern North Carolina specifically. Um, the the themes and concepts and voice of the book are all very indicative of that area and. Shout out to Lacey, meta, meta listener of the pod on the book club. She was like, oh, what's up? I listen to Nice Price Podcast. And then she said how much she enjoyed uh, my work compared to Nathan and Matt's. And then... I'm sure. Yeah. Like, and now, exactly now we almost. know. Yeah, now it all feels made up. She, uh, no, no, I swear to God, she's real. And then uh, I will say she actually had some cool insight because she like knew some of the people who were named in the book. And if I hadn't already talked far too much during that book club, Shocking, I realized. I would have asked her a lot of questions about that, but anyhow. Shout out to Lacey. Uh, but, um, so she found out Kev was in the book club. From the podcast? Y'all have been doing... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Y'all have been doing, like, Zoom Zoom book clubs? Mm-hmm. We no. have, yeah. At nice, nice Price and So-and-So collaborated on our... The 33 to 3rd book club, we've been doing virtual. And then for this one, we did, like, the artist choice that we do with... You know, we did, like, where we had Angel Olsen pick the book for us. Yeah. And then Waxahachie picked the book for us. This time we did the reverse... And Ashley Phillips picked a record to go with her book. Mm-hmm. And she chose the Wendy Renee Light in the Attic compilation 
um, oh, to go with her sick. book. Yeah, really. And then um, she went to Meredith, and she's lived in Raleigh, and she's like friends with Kev and all those people, so it, it worked out. But it was a great book club. Did and Mandy um, Renee ever? But imagine my shock when Venice? when King popped up on the Zoom <laughs> for a book club, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> No one else is ex- as excited as I am about this when he popped up. Uh, then he maintained um, mostly normalcy. I will say he's the only person who kept, said the phrase word documents more than once. <laughs> the book club. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> what I was going to say is, uh, so Allie and Spence have, as former employees of Junior, have put together a little uh, memor- in Moran, what is it called? Um, I'm calling it when, when they do a like, musical memorial, is what I have decided to uh, deem it. A musical memorial for for Junior. Yeah. So. A musical memorial for Junior. Yeah, I wanted to do something, um, to, you know, memorialize that spot and as. Original, First, I'm hearing about this. As original, yeah. Well. Um. That was the idea. It's intentionally. It's a gotcha. It's a gotcha piece, Newt. Is this gotcha journalism? (laughs) Oh, this is dope. So wait, you made a song? Is that what's going on here? It's kind of. It's um. It's it's um. It's a sort of a sound collage. Um, dedicated to Nice Price Junior. Your favorite type of music. And to uh, U N B Shaw. Um, but as uh, original listeners of the pod know. There's nothing I'm better at than editing audio, so it's really just a bunch of audio edited <laughs> together. <laughs> but it's um, I wanted. To Allie play. was way better at this than, than Nathan is for sure. Hmm. <laughs> uh, debatable. Well, ask the people who heard an entire uh, the entirety of trucking in the middle of the podcast on this last week's episode. They didn't like that. They weren't into that. <laughs> when 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 all of trucking played over top of John Saturday talking about his new album. Oh, I thought that I was... thought that was what trucking season was all about. <laughs> I, 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 we, it's a joke. We had a small mix-up. I uploaded the Nathan fixed it, and then I uploaded a different track. But from I was about the, to say I missed that. The I first drop way. about forty minutes in, suddenly out of nowhere, the song "Trucking" by the Grateful Dead plays in its entirety <laughs> over top of yes. the song. <laughs> so yeah. Trucking. I. It's it's a community effort, so a lot of people are involved. It's. That's yeah, so oh, yeah. Allie sent out a group text a while ago and said, if anybody wants to record a little thing for Junior, we'll put it all together and uh, share it with Enoch and Bishaw. And oh, that's that- dope. I didn't know about this. I thought it was going to be a... a yeah, that so was the Allie, idea. Al- <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> very cutting there, Matt. Uh, Allie B one time did a, a great job where she did some, I guess it's character assassination of uh, of Walt Lilly, where we made him sound like one a huge pavement fan and then two a moron and she just edited in him like referencing like the pavement being a band like yeah that's just that stuff from the 70s and i was being like no well it was the 90s and like it took forever but it was so much fun and i remember when it finally dropped getting a text from walt all caps what have you done because masterful so many people that. that knew walt or we're straight up like, what do you mean you edited it? And I was like, yo, Ali made it sound like he was, Walt was not there. Walt did not like the new solo Steve Knockless record. Like, this was all a bit. And people who yeah. knew Walt just straight up thought that he was, because she took all the, his, like, raving reviews of the, of Weird Al and just spliced them so yeah, it sounded like he, he was talking about Steve He Knockless. had been on an earlier And it worked episode. out so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that should go on the resume. Maybe we, sh- we could figure out what episode that is, too. Um, let the listeners know. True. 
It was an early one. I, know. I know. We could just end. Yeah, we could just close out this show with this sound collage. That would be the closing yeah. number. Yeah. That is, that's how it should go. So, um, I guess. Well, should, Matt, should should me and you play our thing real fast? Sure. Me, me and me and Matt, Allie and Spence haven't heard this either, but we did. It was mostly Matt. I added something in between catching whoppers today, but uh. <laughs> in between catching well, whoppers. I guess I haven't really caught any yet, but I'm. Yeah, yeah if, if if you count the time in between you you catching whoppers, it's your birth, and then whenever you die. Spencer is so, so confused by what a whopper is. Is it a fish? Whopper, <laughs> or uh, Spencer, you an angler? They're talking about fishing here. Uh, so I texted Nathan. I, I texted Nathan, Allie, and said, "I'm not sure exactly what she wants here, but I have an idea." And I made this like jingle idea and sent it over to him. And I guess he maybe added something to it. Which maybe we'll hear right now. Yeah. We'll... Oh. endorse that last part but absolutely yeah that's on the <laughs> who's the vocalist matt uh, mostly matt i did backup books nathan, nathan and leona i think uh, are in the mix there too leona's got a little bit i i, I recruited her before the, i realized that, it, part, that it ended with the doinks and i was like don't sing that part <laughs> <laughs> listen to us sing it but don't sing the word doink <laughs> that was touching that was dope it's true too. Also, like these people are gonna get ripped off trying to get Trulies. Like you're getting nine dollars Trulies, yeah. two dollars at Nice British Junior. Best deal in town. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's a damn shame. I still haven't tried a Cersei though. What? So I got right here. I just haven't stumbled across them when I've been. God, I want one. In your travels. Yeah. Chug <laughs> you. Um, Spencer, do you um are you feeling the itch to get back behind the bar, get back to slinging some brews, <laughs> since uh Junior is RIP, but you still you know you want to get back to, you know your regular like throwing one down the line or whatever you call it when it slides Dude, a little I, down and I you wipe absolutely off the bar miss and you that. crack yeah. up the can and it. Yeah, because I mean I I was for a while I think yeah I was the only person who worked the night shift on weekends you know so I feel like I did a lot of the like the heavy bartending Ooh. you know. Heavy, heavy lifting, lifting baby. baby. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Enoch, you probably like had some some folks coming in to like drink too, but like there were several times where people got like very very drunk on my shift, and it was it was always like, <laughs> really? yeah, 
Yeah, he he used to tell me about it. Yeah, I it's had some like weird. What are you drinking there, Allie? Speaking of. Huh? What are you drinking there? Speaking of. Oh, the old uh, whiskey G. With, uh, oh, a little Sunday, Sunday treat. treat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> See, every time I ever went in there and you were working, Spencer, it would be uh, Allie and her brother and his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Our girlfriend. That that happened quite a bit. Yeah. He was talking about Allie getting very drunk while he was working. He was <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a lot of random. Yeah, I never time. had. I'm, I had one time, the weirdest one I had was there was a couple who had, like, had some sort of, like, official court business to handle downtown, and the closest parking, they didn't know where they were, and they parked it in Oakwood, and then, like, walked downtown to go, like, literally, like, file a lawsuit or something weird like that, and then when they came back, they saw the store and popped in, and, like, at a celebration or whatever, um, got totally ripped um, in, like, this very brief, brief window, um, and then got into, like... Nothing like bad, but an, an uncool to be sitting one foot away from argument. Dude, that happened to me. It started out playing that game, that uh, that traffic game we had. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I made, like, shout out to Rush She climbed a mega hard because he couldn't do it. I heard Spencer was the best at that game as far as the employees go. Absolutely. I, I got very good at it. If I count as an employee, oh, yeah, you count. Then I was the best at it. Yeah. I don't know about that. Spencer would just pick it up after a while. I'm like, yeah, we got it. I'm sure. More important. Hey, what are you doing, Spencer, for your birthday? I mean, I know options are limited. Um, not a lot. We're going over to my parents' house to eat dinner with them. But besides that, we've been chilling. Oh, I bought. Are you getting like your favorite? What's your favorite thing to eat? Well, we were gonna go. We were gonna order takeout from our favorite pizza place in Durham called Pizzeria Toro, but we just decided that um we would have pizza. At my parents' place, they're making pizzas. So, yeah, that's just as good. What, what, did, sure. what did you say, Ali? Uh, you cut out. I saw your mouth moving for like ten seconds, but then it, oh, I didn't I hear said, anything you said. I said uh, when we get back I, yesterday um, at nice price, I bought a DVD of uh, what was that movie? The Naked City. Yeah, we're gonna maybe watch that. Uh, oh, oh. 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 what's that? <laughs> hey, then we can come. Does that mean we can uh, come on your podcast? Your yeah, yeah, we'll come. You could be a guest on uh, Enoch and Quinn's <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, we're looking for like smart, articulate guests who might know things about films and they can speak about them. I haven't found a single one yet, honestly, but like we're certainly looking pretty hard. No oh, boy. <laughs> Well, well, I uh Mr. How old a boy are you now? I am 22 years old. <laughs> oh, <Hey> now. <laughs> I'm 28. Is that true? No, that's not oh, true. Okay. I was about to say <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How did I not know that? This man was serving beer for 3 years at duty. <laughs> yeah. And there was a pause and no one was grinning or laughing or <laughs> I just didn't think it was very funny. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know why I said that. Spencer goes. Edit that out. Get in, keep that in, make it louder. <laughs> I am gonna I'm gonna send y'all uh I'm gonna email you both the, the video of us 
the, the just the zoom video so y'all can see what it looks like for us because i think you'll be shocked and surprised does it look that bad i mean the in... initial image was people posing for a, a portrait it was two two completely still people sort of pixelated it looked like actually the rough draft of a painting and then the now the current one is it looks like you're on a, a, a sinking ship and you're sending out a message to your loved ones as it goes down like you're together like we loved you we always loved you i'm so sorry this, this cruise ship we're on is going to the bottom of the ocean and we're dying um but i always loved you mom i love you thank you so much it's my birthday goodbye and then like that's what it did. like right now this is chaos i can't even believe it. it's so crazy how many people we've had on that are like hey heads up we have poor internet connection um and we're like ah, maybe it'll be okay and then it's been totally fine y'all were like hey i think we got to figure it out but we'll see and it was just like been a fucking so wild. Okay. One of the most tech-savvy people I know, probably, too. Oh, yeah. That's true. Sorry, Spencer. It's not you I'm talking about. Dude, definitely not. Definitely not me. Yeah, don't let this be a representation of what it's like here. It's normally very uh, technically of your services. savvy. But when it comes to internet... We uh, don't got it. We don't got it. <laughs> May I ask? We just have simply you, don't have got you, it. Has that been a discussion, at least? Getting it? Uh, you just going, okay, what if we got it? Have we thought about that? It, <laughs> not it, not for a long time. It has come up before in conversation, but we kind of like not having it. About uh, three hours ago today. <laughs> I, um, one probably, time, uh, probably within the last Spencer was months. on the... Four well, one time I remember Spencer was like, hey, we're going to go, me and Allie are going to the mountains this week and we're going to go do some stuff. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. And then like the next day he texted the band uh, chat Hey, we have Netflix for one night. What should I watch? And we were all like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> one night only Netflix. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. It oh, makes you where appreciate do you even begin? the little things. Do you remember what you watched? We watched Parasite, which was awesome. Oh, it was so good. Oh, oh nice. Um, hey, tune into episode five of Love It or Hate It. You got to love it. And you can hear my, our thoughts on uh, Parasite. Oh, oh cool. cool. Huh. Okay, we will. We also started your recommendation, I think, Nathan, on Cut Gems. Yeah. That... Uh, well, I said that I didn't think that Allie would enjoy that movie. She didn't. You were right. Yeah. I had to go outside and <laughs> sit on the porch. I got so... Uh, Get some fresh air. Yeah, I got so anxious. When he my, finds out that... You don't have a sample to throw in here, Ian Nathan? What'd you say? I thought you, I thought you were going to hit a... Uh... <laughs> No, I have a blank one where I tried I to rec I tried to I had an uncut gem sample that's now was is where I tried to put the musical memorial um and now there's just nothing on it I think. <laughs> so um Oh, sorry. Um I should, if I wouldn't have been out there catching no whoppers then I would have been able to test this first. <laughs> and maybe we would have started on time, no big deal. <laughs> that's true. Um I guess we're going to wrap up here. I feel like we're kind of... Yeah, Enoch left. Um, <laughs> also, yeah, someone walked away. We don't really know what to talk about. Well, um, I guess none of, none of you have heard the memorial yet, so... Do you, do you think y'all will be able to uh, um, like listen to it on your Zoom call, though? Because someone should record Enoch's reaction to it in case he starts crying. Wow, that would be amazing. Do you, do you think that Annie's going to start crying or listening to it? Yeah. What am I going to do? Maybe. I mean, Spencer it has a prediction. You're going to cry when you hear this thing. It sort of ended up being like an hmm. Enoch appreciation 
Uh, oh God, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> well, okay, I guess appreciation. Now, now I really wish I'd, I'd, I'd got to go on, even though I don't know what. I feel like these people don't maybe don't know him as well as we do, or. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who, like, who could, like, could you get talk to my mom? <laughs> she said a bunch of nice stuff about me. Or at the end of every single one of them, they go, oh, Enoch? Oh, actually, and then it cuts off. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's kind of a thank you to you and Brian. Bishaw, sorry, obscure his name. <clears throat> no, yeah, let's let's go ahead and um, let's wrap it up, and then we'll play the, um, the musical memorial right after this, and then um, and maybe y'all can, if we have time next week for like a quick one at the end, then maybe we can jump on and talk about it a little bit more and and Enoch can tell us if he cried or not while he was listening to it. Okay. Sounds good. Overused, but Nice Price Jr. truly was a unique place. The physical layout of the space was a challenge for a retail operation, but Nice Price Jr. embraced it. I'd say it resembled roughly the layout of King Tut's tomb. The customer would enter through the front door and be greeted by a wall just a few feet from the door with perhaps 18 or 20 album covers for selling albums, new albums that were offered by Nice Price Jr. But uh, once the customer looked beyond that, wall to the right there would be this visual almost overwhelming sensation because what the customer would then next see well it depended but probably would be focusing on the array of live plants uh, and these weren't your common house plants they were of all shapes they were of all sizes they were of all hues of green and some other colors as well. I remember there were cacti and succulents. And of course, those were also available for sale at Nice Price Jr. And then once that was taken in, the customer would likely notice that there was a shelf on the wall with maybe five or six 
beers and other adult beverages that were available for purchase and consumption on the premises. And directly below that was a turntable that almost always was on and was playing a tune. Usually it was a used record and usually in my experience was a, a good country classic album, which whether that was because the clerk behind the counter knew that was my preference or whether it was just fortuitous, I do not know to this day, but in any event, uh, there would always be music playing on that turntable. And it was actually a counter and it was also a bar. Uh, there were stools there, everything, all the trade fixtures, uh, the counters, the bar stools, the table, were all custom built for the space and it was all very um, contemporary and it was harmonious. It, it, it was a common theme throughout the space. But there would be someone behind the counter, a sales clerk slash bartender, who would be available to help the customer with uh, the purchase of, of anything that uh, the customer might be interested in. Now, the customer probably would have a tendency at that point to think, other than these plants and this beer that's available what else and these 20 records that are on the wall what else is here that I might be able to purchase well if the customer turned and looked to the left basically next to the door that the customer entered there would be they would see a rather extensive collection of books on baseball uh, several, probably the most robust collection of baseball books that I have seen anywhere, including the top-notch, you know, the, the Barnes and Nobles and the like. Um, and then there was also, and I can't recall exactly where this was, but there was a pennant that was mounted to the wall promoting um, a new major league baseball team for Raleigh. Again, as I said, this is visually almost overwhelming what's visible in this space. And this is really just the antechamber. Again, going back to King Tut's tomb, this was just the antechamber of the space. Uh, the customer would think, well, this must be it. Uh, but then the customer would see that there was this narrow passageway that led to something beyond. And if the customer went back through that passageway, they would enter what I would call the burial chamber or the treasury of the tomb. It was a room that had several bins of records, uh, always neatly organized. There were drink holders there in that, basically mounted in it. There were plants, of course, greeting the customer in that room as well. There was also a window in the back that looked into the uh, side yard of a house that was just directly behind it, where in my experience, every time I went there, that homeowner was doing some sort of renovation. So when I went to Nice Price Junior, I always checked up to see what that homeowner, what project they, they had moved on to. It would be, sometimes it was a deck being added. I think there was a, a rather extensive uh, patio renovation done there. 
So there was always something new and different at Nice Price Jr. And again, uh, beyond those items, there was always something unique. I didn't even mention that there were these sort of classic clay uh, coasters with various musicians' photographs on them. Again, those were available for purchase. So really, if a customer was so inclined, they could buy a plant, they could buy a new record, they could buy a used record, they could buy a coaster, and they could buy a book on baseball. There were also some used books in the back. And while they were browsing and selecting their purchases, they would be able to sip on their favorite beer. It was a wonderful experience. I went probably on average about once a week and I will certainly miss the place. say thank you to Enoch and the rest of everyone at Nice Press Junior for such an incredible space. Um, I, I really appreciate y'all letting me do my Golden Corral show there and set up my silly little tape loop installation. I, uh, I'm really going to miss it. It was always fun to, to just go in and, and talk for a little bit with whoever was working. Uh, I'm excited that y'all still have the Hillsborough Street store open and I can't wait to go back there once things settle down. I'll always remember Nice Price Junior as the place that I objectively proved Miller High Life to be the better beer than Miller Lite. Without such a place, such experiments would have never been performed. Nice Press Jr. was really the spot to get a cold one, a cactus, uh, and a coaster. So my wife and I moved to Raleigh uh, from Seattle in September of 2018, um, right in the middle of uh, the hurricane, which was really fun. Um, and it must not have been too much longer that I found out about Nice Price books and records, but specifically Nice Price Jr. because it was really close to where we lived, and it was right next door to the Anaset uh, Sweet Shop, which was another place that I was aware of. Um, 
before moving to Raleigh and I wanted to check out. So that was perfect that they were next to each other. Um, so I, the first thing that I remember going in there is, is meeting Enoch and him just being super friendly and welcoming and getting into a long conversation about Bob Dylan <laughs> and uh, our mutual obsession with Bob Dylan. And uh, that would happen, I think, regularly, definitely more than once uh, or more than a few times when I saw him, we would talk about Bob Dylan at length. Um, and we sort of shared and traded some CDs and stuff, which was fun. And he actually gifted me uh, maybe the first time that we that we talked or met. I don't remember. Um, one of the first times for sure. The kind of the slipcase CDs that had come in the Trouble No More um, gospel era um, box set that came out. I think he bought the vinyl version, but it came with these CDs that he probably already had anyway, so he gave them to me, which was a small gesture, but I it actually really meant a lot to me, and uh, uh, they were incredible. They're, that's an amazing collection, and they those CDs live in my car still now, and you know, kind of rotate in and out. So definitely Enoch, uh, obviously, important memory there. Also, all the other people that I met in there, um, you know, um, Allie and Spencer were people I saw regularly, especially Allie, when I, whenever I would go in there. And always super nice, again, just like super cool, great to talk about music with. Um, in a nice space, you know, um, which led to, you know, kind of friendships and uh, played shows together. My wife made uh, Allie and Spencer's wedding cake, uh, so that was pretty cool. I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have happened if, you know, Nice Price Jr. wasn't a thing. Um, also, in March of 2019, uh, I put out a record called Am I the Meadow or the Mountain, and uh, I was pretty proud of it, and, you know, wanted to do something special for the release, uh, even though I hadn't lived in town very long, um, you know, I wanted to do kind of a, like a release show, and I asked Enoch if it'd be cool if we did something inside Nice Price Jr., uh, even though it was tiny, you know, I'm, I'm a solo guy anyway, uh, and wasn't expect expecting you know, a ton of people. Um, so he agreed, and I think it was the first thing that they ended up doing like that. Um, and it was really wonderful. It was uh, just, you know, I played a few songs acoustically, uh, not amplified or through a PA or anything. Um, and my friend, not like he could fit it in there anyway. Uh, and my friend Meredith played violin with me, who was also a new friend. And coincidentally, was Enoch's daughter's piano teacher, which I didn't know when I met her. <laughs> um, so yeah, just a whole circle of friendships and uh, you know bonding over music. And uh, I will always think of those times very fondly and appreciate the fact that Nice Price Jr. existed. And. Uh, I just, yeah, it's a great, great time.
Jake, and my favorite memories of Nice Price Jr. would be a tie between Tuesday night Nice Price Run Club, getting my exercise in with the group. That was always a good time. And aside from that, the Black Surfer EP release party was amazing. Somehow we packed about 80 to 90 people in Nice Price Jr. and the sidewalk. The funniest thing to me was that I was tasked with picking up pizzas for our guests and I got five Domino's large, which is about like two or three regular pizza place larges. And when I showed up, there was like 60 people there and the pizza was gone within maybe three minutes. So that was cool. That was nice. Uh, community is always out supporting community and Nice Price Junior was certainly no exception. It was a hub of creativity and friendship and fun. I'm going to miss the hell out of Nice Price Jr. Some really fun memories that I had were checking in with Enoch or whoever was working there, grabbing a truly, sitting down and talking about community events. Another fun memory I have is whenever Black Surfer released our EP, a lot of our friends showed up and just packed the place. Such a good time. I'm really, really going to miss the spot. And these hard times are gone. We'll In a mansion all our own If we both pull together Tomorrow's sure to come Someday we'll look back and say It was fun Hello this is Brian Thompson, investigative journalist and host of the award-pending program, Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's. I have no specific memories of visiting any locations in the Nice Price franchise, but I am often the victim of mind wipes from various forces. I once regained awareness after a few hours of lost time and found myself with a back sack full of several remarkable books and records stamped with the Nice Price logo. One of the records was by a makeupless circus clown named David Crosby, and one of the books was by a woman named Anne Rice, but I found it too sexually perverted to read far past the copyright page. But overall, my interactions with Nice Price have been quite pleasant, and no matter which or how many locations are open, I will be happy to continue annexing them as my East Coast headquarters. Thank you, and God bend David bless. There's a name that my lips cannot deny. There's a dream that hey, I Enoch, this is Blake. Uh, man, how do I even start? Um, I just want to say thank you so much for creating the community that you created at Nice Price Junior. And uh, going to that run club every week was many times the... the highlight of my week um made so many good memories there playing playing games after the run club thanks for uh hanging in there and teaching me how to play set i think i finally get it now um 
definitely don't understand that one Gourds game. Um, but it was fun anyways. Uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to hear uh, that Nice Price Jr. will not be able to continue. But um, I hope that you, uh, you know that you created something, a community. It was really great there and it will last, last beyond uh, Nice Price Jr.'s existence and uh at, hey at least uh at least the dolphins drafted tua so something's looking up um but yeah man in all honesty i, I really appreciate it and i'm sorry to hear what's what's happening um but look forward to having a beer with you sometime soon and and laughing about the whole thing nooch be sure it's bdc uh, sorry to hear about Nice Price Jr. closing down, um, but thanks for starting it. Thanks for having it, because I've got a lot of fond memories uh, with the Run Club there and just hanging out and uh, playing some poker late nights. Uh, love y'all, and hope to see you soon. Bye. That will stand forever still. There's a place in my mind called memory. Okay, so I've got a story that's more about Enix than it is about Nice Price Jr., but it makes me happy every time I think about it. I think it was late October last year, and I walk into Junior and Enix working, sitting behind that computer with Tim Allen stickers on it, and he's wearing a Washington Nationals baseball hat. Next to his computer is a Washington Nationals baseball sitting in like a three-pointed stand. And I look down in his hand, he's got a Washington Nationals fidget spinner. Uh, and Enoch, pretty much since I met him, has always struck me as the kind of guy who would be into fidget spinners. Uh, and I knew from talking to him that he was a Nationals fan. So this is all kind of to be expected, but I get a look at his computer and he's browsing a Washington Nationals merch site looking for more memorabilia and we get to talking and he tells me that it's the World Series game five or six and the Nationals are looking pretty good but I don't know something was kind of funny to me that he's got he's pre-purchased all this this merch in case they win and, and they haven't even won yet but yeah, luckily the Nationals ended up winning, so congrats to Enoch and the Washington Nationals, but I don't know, kind of a pointless story, but I do love sort of picturing what would have happened if they had lost. Maybe he just packs up that fidget spinner in a shoebox and forgets about the, the Nationals, but yeah, anyways... Shout out to Enoch and uh, nice place you know, it was awesome while it lasted.
also shout out to Vice Christ Junior Run Club and Alley D for putting this together. Hope to see all y'all soon. Peace. I remember finding uh, the junior location by accident as I was wandering around uh, my neighborhood uh, around the time that I moved. Um, and I remember meeting Enoch and uh, a couple of the other guys. Um, and yeah, I was lucky enough to kind of become a hub of just uh, great, kind, funny, weird people uh, and a couple of us had the idea to uh, start up a run club there and uh, yeah, Enoch let us invade the place uh, once a week while we were there uh, yeah, and didn't mind all of the uh, sweaty loud people uh, hanging out outside and inside junior location and uh, it was just great it was one of the first places in the city uh, that helped me develop kind of a sense of place and a sense of community. Uh, man, it's a great spot. It's a great spot. Thanks for the time, Jeff. Uh, nice Price Junior was the best job I ever had. Uh, gonna really miss my Friday night hangs with Kev. My Sunday afternoon hangs with Gray. Uh, the poker nights. Country club nights. Um, I'll miss seeing the perplexed looks on people's faces when they come in and immediately gravitate toward the kind of incongruous collection of old baseball books that were in the front area on the shelves. Um, I'll also miss everyone from the Anisette Little Shop. They're just the sweetest group of people ever and we couldn't have asked for better next door neighbors. And, of course, I'll uh, miss all of my friends in the run club. R.I.P. to Nice Price Jr. It's the end of an era, but I'm glad Nice Price Sr. will live on. Hey, it's Cassie. And Trip. We will definitely miss spending Saturday afternoons at Junior, throwing back some Trulies. Perusing the records and resisting the urge to buy yet another plant. We'll miss, miss y'all. You told me once that you were mine long forever, and I was yours till the end of eternity. All those vows are Check. broken now and I will never Hello This is Allie B I wanted to put together this musical memorial not only to commiserate the loss of 
that strange and wonderful shop that existed in Raleigh for a short while, but also to feature the friends of the store that really made it what it was. Um, the spot probably wasn't any bigger than 400 square feet or so, but as you heard, it's essence resonated far beyond its walls and still does in fact because the big nice price is still kicking thanks to Enoch and Bishal for keeping it alive also special thanks to Brian Thompson from the investigative journalism program Whatever Happened to Pizza at McDonald's. If you haven't heard that program, go tune in now. It's really important work he's doing. Um, we are so sorry about your mind wipes, but perhaps you knew that was part of the job when you signed up for it, and we'll always remember your trip to Nice Price very fondly. Also, thank you to Anisette Sweet Shop and Little Shop for being the best and sort of being the reason Nice Price Junior was where it was when it was. R.I.P. In PJ. So long. Just to know you still remember me. Just to know you still remember me. So long.